I'm giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Not this year. Okay. All right. Okay. Come on. Oh, yeah, blows up. <laughs> no! Can you act? He broke both his arms. Probably still wouldn't help put his pants. You're the most Indian person in Hollywood right now, so. Not by the belief. I love John Goodman. Hey, asshole! Get your under control, dude! And today we are watching what Eric. Hey, welcome again to Eric and Evan Go to the Movies, where I'm Evan. And I'm Eric. And Eric, what are we watching this week? We're watching a movie starring Rowdy, Roddy Piper, called They Live. Last week, we watched uh, all three Blade movies, or at least I did. You just kind of recollected, I suppose. Yeah, I've seen them before. Uh, was there anything left unsaid about Blade? Uh, the first two are great. The third one, on its own, is an amazing comedy. Um, not so much a Blade movie, though. Because it could just be any vampire guy that hangs out with Ryan Reynolds. But first two are pretty solid. Second one, almost better than the first one. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I did not tell you this, and it was on my notes, and I, I feel ashamed that I didn't do this. Uh, so I've been watching uh, True Detective lately. Have you ever seen True Detective? No, I don't watch crime shows. Uh, I already know uh, how to commit crimes. Well, I don't need to learn more. Uh, so the main cast in, uh, True Detective season three, uh, Mr. Ali, who's playing the new blade mm -hmm. is partnered up with Steven Dorff, Deacon Frost from the original blade, the bad guy. Okay. So it's kind of cool to see the old, the new blade playing along with the villain of the old blade. A little crossover. Uh, I thought that was are pretty Are they cool. going to try to write it like a crossover? No, that's True Detective. That's like HBO Max. Oh, you mean they just play on the show together? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just kind of a cool. I thought you meant they cast him as like another. I was like, how the hell are they going to try to cross that over? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just no, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, did you happen to watch anything entertaining this week at all? I uh, watched some YouTube videos. Um. Not any movies, no. Not nothing entertaining. No, really. Uh, did you know the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie came out this week on Netflix? The new one. The new. What's the new one called? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, they just named it the same thing. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Pretty original. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not watching it. You know why? The next nightmare. Why? Here's the thing. The movie is called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then I was going to watch it. I was like, hey, I, I like those movies. They're pretty cool. Let's do the chainsaw, Leatherface. It's made by a bunch of Australians. Fuck it. No, they filmed it in Bulgaria. It's a lot creepier in Bulgaria. The, well, yeah, Bulgaria, Texas. I don't know the Bulgaria massacre. I don't, the fuck? <laughs> I, yeah. Why? He takes people's faces. 
Bulgaria is cheaper to film in? I guess they filmed it in Bulgaria. I don't understand why budget. I guess why why can't you film in Texas? You could film it in my backyard for free. (laughs) At least you're in Texas. Like how like dumb is that? That's just me. I I was out, so no, I couldn't watch that. I I really wanted to bring that up. Nah, I don't watch a lot of horror movies on purpose. I haven't. I watched the the new one years ago, and it was pretty good. But yeah, I knew this one was coming out, but I didn't know it was out yet. I mean, I, I heard it was a combination of bad and good, which is most slasher movies. How do you how do you feel about Netflix movies in general? You feel like they're pretty solid. They're, they're kind of the they're most, AB. most of them are really good ideas. Some of them aren't just executed real like Bright. You see Bright with Will Smith? Mm-hmm. I like it. I just also at the same time know it's not that great of a movie. But the idea of it's like really good. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I I don't think they have a few that I would say are like actual legitimate. Uh, that could be a theater movie. That should be released nationwide. Um, most of them are, uh, yeah, most of them, however, like, that's kind of a straight-to-DVD or, like, a low-quality. It might have made some money, but it wouldn't have been a big movie. Yeah, um, but they're getting better is what, and, like, it, like Extraction, I was like, yeah, with uh, Chris Hemsworth, you see, you saw that, right? No, I hadn't seen that. I've heard oh. it like that. I've heard that's one of the really good ones. That's, like that's, the, I've heard there's about five or six that are like, well, you got to see these. These are they're really... I think that's probably one of their best, honestly. I don't know. I got, I would say that, but then I'm like, oh crap, I forgot about this one later. But yeah, um, well, shoot. Uh, no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't shot in Texas, Steve. That's false promotion to me. So that's why I'm not watching that shit. They have another Halloween coming out too. Uh, Halloween ends. I haven't yeah. watched any of the last like couple. I watched the Rob Zombies because I kind of like his style. Yeah, it's I, interesting, but it's not—they're not good movies. They're always kind of dumb. I just like watching it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Ooh, though I do not like his Halloween too, though. I couldn't. I, I've watched it one time, and I haven't. I've only seen the, un, the his director's cut too, and uh, not a fan. It's kind of—it's not really a Halloween movie to me. Well, the first one wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't a big fan of the first one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was cool, like, he does have really cool twists and unexpected, like, whenever the uh, his dad's leaning back in the chair watching the TV and he slits his throat, mm-hmm. like, showing how crazy Michael was, like, he wasn't, he yeah. wasn't a normal kid. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely serial killer, like, world building to a degree, and it felt somewhat grounded, like, it wasn't, like, it's believable to a point. But. Second, second one just kind of fucking falls out there. But hey, thanks for rounding back to what our movie is, Eric. <laughs> You're welcome. They live, directed by John Carpenter. Uh, real quick, I this week am going to give some promotion to a podcast. Have you ever heard of Let's Explore This Podcast with Adam and Kevin, Eric? Actually, no. I did. Well, they posted a cute picture a cat on their Twitter page mm-hmm. and uh, said, hey, give us a listen and we'll post more cat pictures. So I said, fucking why not? 
So I listen to their podcast because cute cat pictures. Good stuff, Eric. Good stuff. Ke- Kevin and who? Kevin and Adam. Kevin and Adam. The let's explore this. Good stuff. I think I'm not 100%. I think they're Canadian, though. Oh, good old Canadians. <laughs> like America light. <laughs> uh, so they live a John Carpenter film. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Carpenter to me is a B-movie director that happens to strike gold sometimes. Very much so. <laughs> I would say that is a very accurate description. Like it, he just uh, what is it? You know, like Halloween is a is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, even I enjoy it. It's not horrifically scary, but like the I could understand when you put yourself in that mind frame during that time period. I loved it as a kid. Yeah, definitely. As a kid, I love the classic horror movies, Halloween 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. 2 doesn't make any sense when you watch it out of context because it just starts again. <laughs> it's uh, weird. Halloween clearly 3? Dis- yeah, clearly 2 didn't des- decide that it was going to be existing until it did. Yeah. 3 uh, and 4. 3 was the season of The Witch. I I catch it from time to time. I've never finished it. and It's probably... Next Halloween, I think we're probably going to put that on the list. Season of the Witch or the rest season, of them? Season of the Witch. I've seen the rest of them, except I've first. seen the first two quite a bit. Yeah, I've seen the first two a lot. I've seen four and five a lot. Really? Yeah. Hmm. H2O, I find to be just a really boring movie. <laughs> but it came out in 2000. Yeah, but like half the movie, it's like the nicest movie you could ever imagine a movie could be. Like they're going to dinner together, they're all just like happy and like having a if, good old time. If you didn't watch the very beginning of the movie, you would have no idea what this movie was really about. <laughs> uh, uh, good old Wes Craven movies. But yeah, he very hit or miss on his movies. John Carpenter, sir. John Carpenter. Did, no, did, Wes you, get Craven, the, did sorry. you get the men mixed up? Yeah, they both have the same type of movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they were horror directors, generally, what they aimed yeah. to be. Um, but they both had very hit-or-miss movies. And I, I don't mean calling John Carpenter like a B-movie director, but, I mean, it's just kind of reality. <laughs> it's the life. Uh, yeah, even he's very surprised that They Live was number one at the box office when during its release, Eric. Did you know that? Really? Yep. Was Piper was a... Uh, he was a big draw. What's your favorite John Carpenter movie, actually, Eric? This one, actually. No way. No, yeah. it's not. By far. Mm, uh, big Trouble Little China is probably my favorite. That's John. Oh yeah, I forgot that's John Carpenter. John Carpenter. See, he he ranges. He does, and that, I think Big Trouble Little China is his biggest. Yeah, that one's that one's probably his best, most entertaining. This one's good because of the jokes. Yeah, I think as scary as it's probably the thing, which I haven't watched it. I just remember it. I never saw I've never seen any part of that one. Yeah, it's really fucking cold. <laughs> just <laughs> I hate Kurt Russell. They're bundled up in little cabins and they're trying to fight an alien thing. Is it newer or older? It's in the eighties, it's Kurt Russell. It's back oh, okay. Yeah, it was a it was a huge eighties movie. Uh, whew. It's horrifying. Hmm. Uh, well, here's a fun fact about John Carpenter, Eric. Did you know he brought real homeless folks into the production for several scenes? 
Oh, yeah, so they can get some money. Yeah, that's my question. How do you recruit homeless people to a movie theater? You find the best-looking ones you can on the street. A movie theater. No, a movie set. <laughs> yeah, I would say they don't film at the theater, so they show it. Yeah, no, you just uh, you say, hey, we're going to give out some food. Uh, you just pick the best-looking ones, like the most homeless-looking homeless, and you invite them out. Man, well, homeless with homeless, does that include drugs? You don't ask questions like that. That's Touché. not your concern. Touche. Well, you just need good-looking stand-ins. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but the idea of—I don't know where they got the budget for the movie, but the movie is based on a short story by Ray Faraday Nelson mm-hmm. called Eight O'clock in the Morning." Did you ever read that? No, no, neither have I. But the film opens up with Nada Rowdy. Roddy Piper, a down-on-his-luck drifter who can't even get a job in the Los Angeles Unemployment Office. Eric, are you a big fan of the Hot Rod? Oh, yes. I love the Rowdy one back in the day. This is prime Rowdy Piper right here. This is prime 80s (laughs) hair and everything. He's Uh, looking his best. Roddy Piper claims he uh, he started the whole wrestling as stars and movies theme. Do you? I maybe. <laughs> I mean, did he start? I guess he did this before Hogan. He right? did this for Hogan. Did so anything? Guess, yeah, he then technically he did. And I'm not, but it, I still think it would have happened at some point. <laughs> oh yeah, but someone's got to start it, right? So he was the one that yeah. started it. Well, hmm. He got the ball rolling. Yeah. Well, it's funny that he's called Nada. Did you know never once does he tell anybody his name or nobody even reference him in the entire movie by Nada? Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. In the whole movie, they don't ever name the guy. He's just Piper. Yeah, to me, this is Piper. Yeah. Uh, I love Roddy Piper. Did, did you know he also he found it really easy to like get comfortable with this role or he was uncomfortable but it found it easy because he was a homeless person at one point I would imagine as a wrestler <laughs> back in the 80s man they maybe. lived out of hotels maybe if they had a hotel room to stay in I should have looked it up maybe I'm a, he may have had a different maybe a little story but I don't know I don't know much of his prior life but he uh, I love Roddy Piper uh, do you have a favorite Roddy Piper match? Uh, to be honest, not one in particular comes to mind. Really? No. I, he he wrestled for a long time. My favorite was when he showed back up at WrestleMania 19 during the Hogan and Vince McMahon match. He came out of the crowd with a pipe and just started laying pipe on Hogan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that little one. Yeah, it wasn't much of a match, but it was like, you hadn't seen Roddy Piper in a long time. A uh, little background information, Vince McMahon actually didn't want Piper to do the film. Really? Yes. Because Vince act- is a dick. Pretty much, because Vince apparently is a control freak. Uh, good old... Uh, My bad. Yeah, good old uh, Vince was a bit of a control freak. So basically, Roddy said, well, I quit. 
and he wanted to do the movie instead of wrestling. I wonder why he didn't continue acting. Oh, he did. Uh, apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently, they when they do like a commentary on the movie or whatever, uh, John Carpenter said, you know, hey, Roddy, you know, you've done more films than I have. You've done 20. He's like, yeah, well, you've probably done 20 good films. <laughs> He's a Roddy. But he also was in the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Remember that? The wrestling oh, yeah. episode? He did have an, yeah, he yeah. did have an episode where he was in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the role of Nada, by the way, was actually written for Kurt Russell. Sounds Same about hair. right. Same hair. Uh, well, I guess. That was probably a popular wrestler. But he was already in four other. He was a escape from L.A. Escape from New York. Or no, it was New York came from L.A. And then he did The Thing and something else. Big Trouble Little China. That's right. So that's when he was like, all right, yeah, I got to give this to uh, somebody else. And he gave it a Roddy. I feel like there could have been a bigger star. I feel like he was big, <laughs> but as like a... a Acting debut, I feel like. I mean, for being number one in the box office is pretty amazing, I guess. Yeah, how many wrestlers outside of The Rock have that claim to fame? Uh, starring role, probably not that many. Say so John Cena wins it probably for Suicide Squad. Well, he probably has that too. So The Rock, I doubt Stone Cold does. No, he just did. He's done some like B movies here and there. Well. It was Expendables 1, number one. That's, was he in Expendables 1? He was in the first one. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was. So it's a maybe. But outside of that, yeah. I highly doubt But starring role? Yeah, definitely first. Yeah. Um, Hogan? Nah, his weren't ever like big. Mr. Big Nanny? Big movies. Mr. Nanny wasn't a big movie, though, like that. No Holds Barred? Same thing. Yeah, okay. Howard was a big miss. That was a disappointment in the box office. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, moving along, I guess. While on the streets, good old uh, Mr. Roddy Piper, Nada, whatever, sees a street preacher warning that they, in quotations, have recruited the rich and powerful to control humanity. Eric, got any stories about some street preachers? No, I've actually, I don't think I've seen a street preacher. I've seen a bunch of crazy homeless people, but <laughs> no street preachers. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen this homeless guy, man, appear out of the woods with no pants. Or he had only pants. He had no shirt, no shoes, nothing. Eric, what is the context of the story? Hold on. We're, are y'all at a party? No, we were sitting at Carl's Jr., the young kid. The oh, young, we were. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Oh, man. Carl's Jr. is the most disappointing place. It is. And this show is not brought to you by Carl's Jr. No, it is not. Uh, at least that location. How about that? We can. This is a review on that Carl's Jr. All right. Yeah, that Carl's, the Carl's Jr. in Colorado that we went to was not very good. No. It was... There was a couple of homeless people hanging outside. One was in her underwear. No bra. See-through shirt. Yeah. Uh, just just wandering about with her bag of chips. Yeah. I mean, you said it yourself. I I thought when you go to Carl's Jr., you get a hot girl with your meal. And that's what showed up. Yeah. That's what we got. <laughs> that's what we got with our meal. That. Yeah. 
Eric, what are you thinking of uh, Roddy's character, though? I think he's a pretty cool, badass drifter. I think he's a cool dude. Like, yeah, he's perfect, yeah. perfect eighties, like blue jeans, just just a working guy out of his job, just needing to make some money. Everywhere he visits is garbage. Where does he go? Like, where is this supposed to be? I think it's L.A. Like a bad part of L.A. I, I, it's about the whole I, movie. Like it's yeah. Ghetto. Like the whole, and I'm like, I've never. Yeah. Okay. I've never I, seen I, houses like that, so I can't figure out where it's at. Again, I say L.A. And I apologize. I'm gonna bring it back up. It very well could be Bulgaria, because apparently Bulgaria is very similar to the United States in various parts. It is. Ah. <laughs> Uh, so Nada finds employment at a construction site and befriends a co-worker, Frank. Frank is played by Keith David. Eric, I want you to know something about Keith David. Yes, what about him? I've heard his voice in audiobooks. I have heard his voice in documentaries. I have heard his voice several times. I've seen his acting in several movies. His voice is iconic. I, throughout my life, have probably read many books in this man's voice. <laughs> him and morgan freeman have very iconic voices exactly just the the difference is uh morgan freeman got the job for shawshank and keith didn't yeah that's really where his career took off i will not eat green eggs and ham over here over there when i eat it in a box i will not eat it and i fox <laughs> favorite keith oh. david movie eric uh, what's it called? Uh, Requiem for a Dream. He was in Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. He's the he's the big like boss villain in Requiem for a Dream. Never seen the movie. Everyone keeps telling me it's something you need to check out, but they also tell me it's the you'll watch it once and you'll never watch it again. I mean, if you're in a really <laughs> good mood and you just like, I want to be depressed, watch that movie. Ugh, that's the wrestler for me. Speaking of the wrestler, oh, this movie is so much worse than the wrestler. Oh, but anyway, really? Okay. Well, you know, the wrestler's a good drama, whereas uh, that movie's just all depressing. <laughs> you know, Roddy has a history of black people, which is very strange to me. What? Okay. All right. Because he's with Keith David again. I love Keith David. Hmm. Okay, you know Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Yes, the Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Hates one. Mr. T. Really? Did you know this? They Don't basically into a fight? They basically were in on and off programs through like WrestleMania 1 and 2. Like Yeah, Mr. I remember Mr. T did a couple like couple different promotions and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh the Piper, though, like hated Mr. T because apparently Mr. T was like extremely lazy. Hogan even had problems with him. That's like historically documented. But I, you know, who knows what Mr. T's side of things are? Well, fuck ever. But apparently, I would didn't. assume he was lazy. He used to be a bodyguard, and then he got on a A team where 18. he pretty much played yeah. himself. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine he's probably lazy. Well, apparently, during a promo, though, this was like. I found this out not like I was doing Piper research on this one, but he barely did a promo tell 
said this about Mr. T. He wears more chains than his ancestors. God <laughs> damn. And then he did the, uh, I don't know if it was WrestleMania 5. Oh, Canceling Piper? Where, yeah, exactly. But like he like, remember he did the blackface during a, a, a wrestling idea or something because he was trying to be an every man's champ. Wow. Yeah, so Piper, man, he's got he's got a weird history with black people, sadly. Let's cancel him. No, no, not the Piper. He's forgiven. The rowdy one. <laughs> the rowdy one. Dude, his voice got so gruff at the end. He did. And it's like it makes his character even better and it's always sunny when he's like the wrestler they hire for the promotion they do. Mm. And he gets arrested right before, guys. I love y'all. <laughs> you can do this, all right. <laughs> oh man, what's your yeah. favorite John Carpenter movie, sir? Um, do you have one? I would say it would be Halloween, the first one. But I really enjoyed Big Trouble China. I guess it's whatever mood I get into. Wes Craven, this? Wes, Wes Craven was uh, you... Fr- Freddy, wasn't he? Yeah, he's Freddy. Yeah, yeah, him and Robert England. Yeah. Mm. I was just thinking about Freddy today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so back to that movie. Uh, so good old Keith David, good Frank, helps Roddy out because, you know, uh, Roddy Piper's not allowed to sleep. At the construction site, which is really funny because he's just, you know, shirtless, not really unpacking, just kind of sitting on the site at his first day of work. And his mm-hmm. boss automatically says, you ain't sleeping here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, he already knows. Like, you sons of bitches be doing this shit all the time. I can't be losing no tools. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, well, okay. So he gets to go to a little homeless camp, a little tent city. That's uh, a cool little camp, though. Like that, that these little homeless dudes got a setup, man. <laughs> oh yeah, they have a TV. Which I'm like, where, where's the extension cord of this thing? <laughs> One guy's got a generator. Oh, they just uh, got it plugged into like the church. Yeah, like way down the street. Yeah. So that night, when he's hanging around this little homeless camp, and I'm assuming this is like your favorite homeless camp in movies, because I'm not going to ask you the question. <laughs> Where's your favorite homeless camp in, you know, movies, Eric? Uh, you ever seen Robin Hood, Men in Tights? Ah, sadly, it's been too long. I want to be in that homeless camp. It looks like a good time. Mm. Get to be there with Carrie, Carrie, uh, Carrie Lewis, Carrie Ellis. Carrie Ellis? I love Carrie Ellis. Carrie Ellis, that's what it is, yeah, Ellis. I love Carrie Ellis. Uh, so that night, while everybody's watching the lone TV in this giant homeless camp, a hacker takes over the television broadcast, claiming that scientists have discovered signals that are enslaving the population and keeping them in a dreamlike state. And that, and that the only way to stop it is to shut off the signal at its source. Right off the bat, this writing is incredible. <laughs> This is my first viewing of the movie, Eric. So, and I've always heard this was a cult classic, and this is awesome. And you can see why it's a cult classic. I, I, <laughs> by definition, <laughs> I, I mean it. 
that's my that's my downer on this movie though. There are some stretches of time for it to get. There's some drags. There is. Like it kind of didn't know what to do with itself. Yeah. For a minute. Yeah, and it just it kind of kept going. And but have you ever seen? Not Dawn of the Dead. I think it's Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. where a couple of military people survive and they're taking shelter in a military base underground. Mm-hmm. There's that one's a slow build up too, but I enjoy that. I guess it just it just has to hit me right. But they live. When I watched it the three times, it just man, it was kind of a drag sometimes. Like twenty eight days later. Yeah, twenty eight days. That one's a drag too. But it's still twenty eight weeks movie. later. Like both those movies, like they're long. Mm-hmm. They're good. It's just. When, yeah, you got to yeah. be in the mood to see something like that because it's not. Oh man, this is really good. Oh, that's so entertaining. It's like no, it's got. It's gonna have twenty thirty minutes where, it's just story and you're kind of yeah ready for it to move and something to happen. Yeah. It it takes forever uh fun fact i guess i didn't know everybody was suffering from headaches when i looked into kind of the synopsis of the film but when they uh, all watch the broadcast they're complaining about headaches apparently i just think they're homeless and doing drugs but (laughs) they thought they were really being abducted they're like i need my tinfoil hat i need my tinfoil hat it's the radio waves, man. It's the 5G. It's trying to get into your head. Only the homeless people. Ah, you know. You ever, uh, huh. So, Nada. Or Roddy Piper. I see no reason to call him Nada in this movie. But Piper secretly fo- follows Gilbert. Gilbert is the leader of this little tent city here. And the preacher of a nearby church. Well, Nada follows. But good old uh, Piper finds out that they're just pumping in like church music and like religious services through a church, like speakers to make it look like, oh, something's going on this church 24 fucking seven. And Piper sneaks into the church and finds some, well, what does he find, Eric? He doesn't sneak very no, well. He into fucking the walks in. He kind of just <laughs> walks in. It's the least sneaky sneak I've ever seen. But he finds all these glasses and everything, all these pre-made lenses. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Guess what he's going to have to do? He's going to have to put on those glasses. Uh, I feel like he's a... I feel like he's kind of a dick. (laughs) Yeah, he's... he's You know, these people have given you a place to stay, and you reward them by sneaking into their secret place of hiding and uh, go through their shit. (laughs) I know, but he's trying to. I've save had a few friends spend the night at my house and go through my shit too, Eric. It bothers me. I go through your shit every time I'm exactly. Your house. It bothers me. <laughs> every time I go to the bathroom, open every cabinet. Uh, okay, so smell every bottle of shampoo, the, every bar of soap. <laughs> there's the little mural on the wall that says "They live, we sleep." Obviously, that is some form of some form of subliminal messaging. Something's some foreshadowing coming. as to what's going on in this fucking movie. At this point, they haven't told us even what they are. It's just they. Yeah, and it's kind of taking forever for it to get there. Yeah, say. it's a build. Yeah. So uh, while he's sneaking around in there, uh, he really doesn't find anything important. Gets jumped by a preacher, and then kind of you know. BS his way out because the preacher is blind. 
but he starts feeling his face to check if something is wrong. Other than that, nothing really happens. Again, this movie starts dragging, but you do see a police helicopter encircling the homeless place, the homeless little tent town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Next scene, that night, the little shanty town, the church are all destroyed in a police raid, and the hacker and preacher are beaten by police. This raid, Eric, tell me mm-hmm. what is going through your mind in the raid. This looks like they're tearing up a little kid's, like, Fort Dream. Does it not? The whole shanty town looks like it was built by a bunch of kids. They were like, I want a fort. And they just, like, little rascal style. Yeah. Like their fort. Yeah, and they're just... When you watch that as a kid, you're like, man, I want a fort like that. Like, this looks like that's what this whole shanty town was. And then they just plow the whole fucking thing over. <laughs> I'd be so upset but as it's a kid. Like... The police, okay, so like they're coming in, they're throwing like flashbangs, and it's like some are SWAT, some are not. <laughs> Guns are going, they're just kicking the shit at people, and nobody gets arrested. <laughs> not all one. They just tear. They just go in there and fuck the place up. <laughs> oh, that'd be great if that's what police do is just like a training. <laughs> yeah, there's a tent town over there. It's under regulation. Practice. Let's kick the shit out of him. <laughs> not arresting anybody. Don't worry about it. We're not arresting anybody. We're not doing any paperwork. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Mm. For a free place to live, Eric, would you uh, get the shit kicked out of yourself or like once a month as a practice, as a drill? <laughs> not one, once a year. Not once, once a, a month. year. Once a year. I'd get kicked out. As long yeah. as you've had a place to live for free. That's one whole year and payments just get the shit kicked out of you by a bunch of cops. Yeah, and then this they do they tear up that town, and then there's and then they more. just they, they're gonna have to rebuild. Man, and I gotta be honest. If I literally if I had no idea what this fucking movie was, and I just sat down, pressed play, didn't even see the poster, I'm wondering what the fuck is even going on. <laughs> what is is that? What is what's this supposed to be? <laughs> I don't. I, well, the better part, too, is the next morning, whenever he just finds a box of Ray-Bans. <laughs> and then, how confused are you then? They're like, wait, there were smuggling sunglasses? <laughs> this whole homeless fort was meant for smuggling sunglasses? I thought he was looking for drugs. Like, it's so confusing. And you're like 30 <laughs> minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> the fuck? It is, is so confusing right until now. he finally puts the sunglasses on. And then you're finally like, oh, this is sci-fi. But boy, uh, it took for it takes forever to get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Forever and a day. It does. To get but there. then it, it kind of like, okay, this is a real interesting, you know, concept to me was when he starts putting the sunglasses on, yeah. it goes into black and white. And you see the posters and the labeling, the you know, subliminal messaging, obey. Yeah, you get to see the world yeah, underneath. Produce, reproduce, and it's kind of very reminiscent of today. Or it, like, forever, technically. You know what I mean? 
the rich get richer, the poor keep buying. And it's like if we all just stop buying from fucking China, you know, maybe they won't have sweatshops or some shit. <laughs> consume, consume, watch TV. Yeah, it's just, it's all, it's kind of a... Uh, and like the the way that they shoot the black and white looks very like it was shot yes. in the fifties. It doesn't look Mad as clean as yeah, yeah. It doesn't look as clean as the uh, yeah the real world. It's uh yeah, and the magazine racks too. Mm-hmm. Everything's black and white. I think that's white. that's cool. I wish they would have you know kind of done all this a little earlier in the film. Just me. <laughs> towards what was going on. you know, and, you know, Halloween, you at least see the, you know, kids murdered his parents at the very, very beginning. You know, if, again, up until this point, you probably thought you're watching a sunglass smuggling movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, okay, this is, this has got it. Something's got to change. Ah, this is weird. That's now. what's coming from Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all the homeless have been doing. They've been producing <laughs> sunglasses for all the years. Found out. Oh. Oh, and finally, at the newspaper rack, we are introduced into our, you know, this is where aliens look like. Eric, what do you think of these aliens? They're actually rather creepy. It is a homage to the aliens and the capitalist pigs <laughs> that are the aliens that are forcing us into consumerism in this world. That's what I assume. <laughs> that's, who, that's who the alien is. Like, it immediately, the first alien he sees is the one, like, successful yeah. businessman. Uh, or is everybody else is normal? Well, yeah, you know, the lower middle class and, you know, the poor, all normal, upper class aliens. Yeah. And the high class people... So think about that. Think about it from that perspective. I think that's... Okay, I think I just broke okay. it. Sorry, right. I just had the thought. So the high-class people, like in today, you say the high-class people are the puppeteers, and that's how it is in the movie. The high-class people are all the aliens. They're all the puppeteers, and he gets to see the world underneath because they're yeah. actually an alien race. Um, ah. The high-class elites are all an alien race. It's uh, controlling the world. Uh, but he, I don't know if I'm walking around, and I'm seeing this kind of stuff. I would be pretty addicted to leaving them on too. I don't know if I would have like started shouting at a woman in a fucking grocery store. Cause she looked like a freak. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Cause it's clearly what Roddy Piper does. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you scream at her? You just, you just had your whole reality broken. Why wouldn't you just have a psychotic break? Uh, is that what you, and you would follow in these footsteps? Yeah, I'd follow in the rowdy ones the footsteps. First of all, I would have grabbed a more stylish pair of sunglasses. Mm. That was a whole box, and those are the ones he chose. He could have had such those, nice those are very sunglasses. 80s. <laughs> those are the definite, like, if I see somebody wearing a pair of those glasses today, I judge them immediately. <laughs> it's blind. That man, <laughs> that man grew up in the eighties and never left. Oh, uh, dude, that haircut today—that sweet, sweet, almost that, mullet. You know what? He carries he carries a mullet better than uh, Cyrus did. Billy Cyrus he carries a way better. Mm-hmm. 
Like, that's natural. Billy's no. is definitely cut that way. Like, you meant to look like an idiot? See, I believe that Rowdy Piper would Oh, easily. Ass. That dude had to be one tough son of a bitch. Whereas Billy Ray, like, his his mullet was just like, ah, he's not country. Nah. He's just an idiot. Immediately, after he starts berating this woman, the woman has found out, this alien woman has found out, she starts talking to her wrist and warning other aliens that somebody sees him. And he is confronted by two police officers. Eric, what do you think of this cop fight here? Uh, of all the cop fights we've reviewed, <laughs> it's one of the worst. All right, whoa. We watched Renegades. <laughs> yeah, and Renegades had a lot of gunfights and a lot of great car chasing. And we saw Racing Arizona that had a lot of gunfights. A lot of car chases. Here's my question. Okay, so like high society is like, you know, the rich, right? And those are where most Mm -hmm. of these aliens are coming from. And we find out that there's a mix between, you know, normal rich people and then like the stupid high society of aliens or whatever. How the Why are two aliens cops? (laughs) Like not even high ranking cops. They're very... (laughs) Because even within the alien society, there's still a hierarchy somewhere. Someone's got to be the cop. Someone's got to clean the toilets and keep the toilet cleaners in check. Like, imagine being the controlling race and you still got to clean toilets and shit. You still got to be a janitor so you can keep an eye on all the janitors. It's like, that sucks. Like, you realize I own all of y'all. Like, I can, like, literally, I know what's going on. And you guys are idiots. Oh, my God, it sucks. <laughs> Janice is such an idiot. Uh. Bitching about Janice in the office is a whole different thing now. All right. So you've been attacked by aliens, Eric, as Piper has. He's had to kill two cops, okay? And his immediate reaction is to take the guns the cops have the alien cops, mind you, and go to a bank. Given he looks like he accidentally stumbles in it, but it's obviously a fucking bank. Are you just going to start lighting the place up like he does? <laughs> now I'm going to rob the bank. You've already committed two felonies. all the way. Why not keep it going? Yeah, you're already in it. In for a penny, what is it? In, in for a, like a pound of flesh, in for an ounce, in for a pound or some shit like that. <laughs> From what? <laughs> For a penny, for a penny. I don't know. There's a saying, but anyway, you're already in it. You're already getting felonies. You're already going to prison. You're already killing cops. Might as well just keep going all the way. Yeah. Like what else? You already. Oh, oh you just stumbled into a bank. Fuck it. Rob the place. Like, <laughs> give me all the money. Easily though. I'm yeah, okay. So I, I this guy kind of reminds me of Ash from The Evil Dead. Like very kind of. He's hero, but he's like not your everyday hero. But he has one of the best catching yeah. catch lines, phrases, punchlines, whatever you want to call it. The best line, one of the best lines I've ever heard in any movie. Best one-liner. I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> I've... Does he say it in sure that order? That, I said that. Just say it. I thought he said I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out I of bubblegum. I can't believe you, you're going to sit there. And say, I can't. The order is important because it sounds cool if it's an order. Yeah. So you're saying say I didn't it say it. I, I, I don't sound cool. Yeah. Because you put bubble gum first. 
And I believe it's ass first. I believe he's going to kick ass first, and then he's going to shoot bubble gum. All right. Well, I'm out of here. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, man. I... Man. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I literally just gave you the whole line, and you're saying I'm wrong. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, I'm just watching this scene. So I, <laughs> I, well, do, okay, Duke Nukem then says it the other way. Right? Yeah, okay. I've never seen I've never played Duke Nukem. I sadly came missed first. it. I think Duke Nukem came second. No, Nuke, Nuke, Duke Nukem was 90s in 64. No, Duke Nukem was on PC first. In the 90s. Are you sure it was in the 80s? I never played the game. There's no way it was in the 80s. Yeah, I know. They didn't have the systems <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> Um, what year so, is this? What year is they live? Fun fact, actually. To give okay, you kinda, no, no, to give, give you me time my frame, year. To I give asked you the time frame. To give you the time frame. It was because of WrestleMania 3. Roddy's performance in WrestleMania 3 is why he got the job for They Live. Okay. So, so tells when me. was when was WrestleMania 3? 32 years ago? <laughs> 35 years ago? 88. So you got close. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Yeah, 35 uh, years ago. So after he kills several aliens and uh, lets one cop live. He should have just killed that one too. Again, he's already in there. <laughs> yeah, but he's human. Yeah, he's not he, so well. He's a, he's a peasant. He's a Again. peasant. He'll he's never climb all, the top. But now he's now he he let somebody go and now he's gonna be hunted down. Well, he goes for the trifecta, all right. He's got murder, bank robbery, and now kidnapping after he kidnaps Holly Thompson, a cable fifty four employee. You recognize Holly Thomas? Thompson. Holly Tom- Thomas? <laughs> What's her name? Thompson or Thomas? Get her name right. Thomas, you know- right? If you don't get her name right, I can't tell you if I recognize. She's the her. only character in the entire movie that actually is called by her like first and last name. <laughs> actually, no, she doesn't look familiar at all, to be honest. Yeah, no, she. Did I recognize her? No, I've never seen her in a dang thing. <laughs> but yeah, your she... fi- her name? She's played by Meg Foster. So you don't recognize Meg Foster in anything? Oh yeah, I totally recognize her. She plays, uh, you know, that girl in that movie. They live. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So what's your favorite Meg Foster movie? Oh, man. Uh, let me think. This is a good one. So there was this movie. She's in this one time with this guy, and she gets kidnapped. And I think they're running from aliens. <laughs> they live, huh? <laughs> no, no. It's close. That doesn't sound quite right. She has a lot of right. She has a lot of They're credits alive? to her name, I guess. But sadly, I've never. I, I don't recognize her really. I'm sure she's probably been in a CSI episode. So what's going through your head? You get kidnapped by this crazy guy that starts telling you about these glasses and all the shit he's seeing. Okay. Are you believing him? Are you riding? Him? Are you just? If he gives me the glasses, we'll talk. Let me just see the glasses. What harm could so glasses you're saying you do? You put on the glasses. I'm a man, so yeah. Her situation, I can understand why. Okay. 
But what's really strange is now in hindsight, you figure out differently. But when he takes her to her home and he finally convinces her to put the glasses on, if I don't have ulterior motives, I'd be like, holy shit, what's going on here? What if there were those colorblind glasses and like he was just colorblind and all of a sudden it's, you know, you've seen those? I think so. Oh, I, I, have. I didn't know they made glasses for colorblind. Yeah, they make glasses for colorblind people. Like if you have like <laughs> a dichromia awesome. or something like that, they make yeah. glasses that you can put on and you can see color again. Hmm. I used to know people who were actually colorblind and it like really yeah. was like like every now and then they had to like have help to like pick out their socks really? and ties and shit like that. Yeah, this girl's dead, I knew. Like yeah. that's weird. That sucks. Yeah, you can get glasses <laughs> to see color. Huh. No. You learn something new. We learn something every day, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. We're all about learning on this podcast. They just pulled up into the house, falls on the ground, like, oh, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. There's all this shit yeah. going on. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just, oh, there's aliens, and I'm just tired. I'm yeah. Just, my life is so rough. I just got a job at this construction site. <laughs> Bunch of aliens <laughs> that run and shit. It's fucking crazy, bro. And she, you know, I got to be honest with you, for a kidnap victim, she's taking it pretty easy. I put on these glasses and these fucking shit's crazy. <laughs> put on these glasses. Uh, Piper, I think, is actually from, like, the Portland area. So, in my mind, she's kind of like, ah, oh, fucking people from Portland. <laughs> oh, dude. I forgot. He does get live with that. But it's before he puts on the glasses. See, she wouldn't even put on the glasses. She wouldn't even put on the glasses. She plays very coy, then just fucks him up with that wine bottle. <laughs> God That's damn. what I'm saying. My God, how far is this fall? <laughs> Man. Like, how did he make it? <laughs> See, and that's all oh, to the back of the head and then just gets shoved out. How, yeah, how did you survive? One, how did you not get knocked <laughs> unconscious and shatter your fucking skull? And then two, how did you not fall from the, like, die from the fall alone? But this dude literally gets up and, like, man, bitches, man. She's <laughs> what put on my glasses. Like, what on earth? Why isn't this talked about more? <laughs> I like, I just want her to put on my glasses. They're pretty cool. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> movie takes on a different tone if you just see it from the perspective. It's a really pouty guy. He still wants people to try on his glasses. Like if... Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's just a little special. And he's like, you just put on my glasses, man. Put them on. <laughs> he just... Yeah, he has that tick where he's got to like make people... like You know how the joke... kid. Yeah, you, you saw the Joker, didn't you? Yeah, oh yeah. Where he's like, sorry, I laugh at uncomfortable things. It's, it's a condition. Oh, yeah. Is his sunglasses. <laughs> I love making people wear sunglasses. <laughs> just, they just won't put on the glasses, man. Uh, see, the, big, the big daddy, like, he put these glasses <laughs> on to make you invisible. Oh. It's him all grown up. <laughs> I don't know how to keep fun, but I keep putting on these glasses. It's supposed to be invisible, man. It doesn't work. 
This is the grown-up version of uh, Frankenstein. This is the grown-up version of Frankenstein. <laughs> when he grows up, he's a psychotic kid. <laughs> his dad had just disciplined him. This is the alternative <laughs> life timeline. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sequel uh, to Big Daddy. <laughs> Julian, uh, Julian, <laughs> hey, Sonny, I'm right here. <laughs> uh, oh, it gets, it gets funnier when you say it from that perspective, especially with no volume, because <laughs> it really does just look like a big pouty kid. <laughs> well, th- that's that's my issue. Like, okay, after like a scene, like a little like important scene where you have to have it in the movie. They show him like wandering through the city, finding for no places reason. like forever. <laughs> like these are three, four minute segments, and there's like fifteen of them throughout the movie. Yeah, when he's like, walking on the side of the highway at one point, yeah. and he's just like, "Why do you keep showing him just walking?" Yeah, like that's throughout the movie, and it's like that's what drags this movie down so much. It's travel time. Like when eventually Frank, you know. Of course, if you haven't seen the movie, Frank, by the way, teams up with Piper. They, when they like, you know, finally go get a hotel room together, it's like you find, you watch them climb like every step of a four story building and just like slowly walk down the hall. Little joke here, little joke here. None of them land and they just like claps 15 times. It's the longest scene in this movie. But there's, it's throughout the whole film. It's like, man, you probably could have skipped some of this. I don't know why he thinks that he could throw away a box of glasses and the, they would be in the trash can. Like, oh, I put them in the dumpster. I don't know why they wouldn't <laughs> still be there. Son of a bitch. Yeah, when he tries to go back to the glasses, by the way, he's only like three blocks from like Shantytown. You just assume that a homeless guy is not going to walk by. Hey, box of glasses. <laughs> Sweet. Also, why why didn't he just grab go grab another box? I assume because they got all got crushed. Didn't he only have one box? Yeah, no. Well, he only grabbed one box. There was a whole bunch of them behind that thing because he just kicked it in all willy nilly like instead of kicking it in all controlled. Yeah. And like putting the door back, he just kicks it in and leaves it and runs off with the box. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he probably doesn't have a shot of getting him back. They probably found him all now. Never mind. I take that back. One pair of glasses left. Yeah, some homeless guy took all your glasses. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> just like a homeless dude. There's no way, like, they're always going through stuff. <laughs> like, some dumpster diver is going to find, oh, a fucking box of glasses? Like, <laughs> and why is he so intense whenever they're, like, literally dumping out the dumpster and he's like, oh, my God, no. Yeah, you're gonna slide out of the back. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. like, and you know that truck driver is fucking pissed. Go back and pick all that shit up later. Yeah, where to go? And this leads to my favorite scene of the entire movie. Finally gets there. So Frank meets Piper in the alley to give him his paycheck, and he makes it in the box. <laughs> you see how clean that throw is? He throws him his money, and he makes it in the empty box he's holding. That's how good of a throw it is. <laughs> I have to know how many times they like practice that. Because <laughs> he literally, I didn't ever notice that. But yeah, he chucks it right in his box. 
But Piper tries to get Frank to put on the glasses. But Frank thinks Piper is a murderer and wants nothing to do with him. Throughout this movie, Frank literally keeps like, it's always like this back and forth between these two. Like they want to be friends, but they just don't like each other. So they keep like, hey, you want to come sleep in my house or something like that? No, but I will. You know? No, but I like beds. Hey, what are you doing? None of your business. It's like that throughout this entire movie. So finally, it's just like these guys wanting to kick the fucking shit out of each other. And And here we we are, Eric. This scene, Eric, lasted five minutes and 20 seconds. And it is the best five (laughs) minutes and 20 seconds of my life. Because it literally goes back and forth, back and forth. They stop. It's like a couple punches. Then they have some dialogue. Talk shit. And it's uh, like, just put on my glasses, man. If you just put on these glasses, you'll understand. I'm not putting on your fucking glasses. Put on the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, is, it is an intense fight to make this man put on the glasses. No music. It is it is brutal. It is the one of the realest fight scenes because they didn't use stunt doubles. There's very little like cut scenes. Apparently, Piper and Keith David practiced this scene for over three weeks in John Carpenter's backyard of the his production office. And outside of facial hits, they were hitting each other for real. They were kicking the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Put on my fucking glasses. (laughs) And it's really funny, too, because have you ever seen the South Park episode, The Cripple Fight? Oh, yes. That's an homage to this. And it's it's so funnily accurate. (laughs) I just love it. I love whatever. I love this fight. He stops, hands him the glasses. He throws them on the ground. He's going to stomp on him. He stops him and kicks him. They just have so many moments of, like, the fight's over. No, wait, hold on one more oh, second. Let me back on. Like, when Piper falls down once and he, like, keep Frank picks him up and he immediately socks him right back in the yeah. face. <laughs> it's, it, it's good. It's, it's uh, truly good. I love I this fight it. scene. <laughs> All over some glasses, dude. All over some fucking sunglasses. But finally, when Frank puts the glasses on, he's, uh, he sees the same thing, and he notices the aliens were watching that whole thing, and it was just like, do we tell on them? I don't know. <laughs> God dang. They kicked the crap out of getting all wet in the mud, the water. It's a good fight. Yeah. It's a good real fight. By the way, when uh, Keith David puts the uh, shades on, does he not look like uh, Ray Charles? <laughs> he should have played Ray. Forget Jamie Lee Fox. They to hit him with a two by four. Everything about this fight scene, dude, it's just so. It's a good street it, fight. It's who their characters are, though. That's the thing, too. It's like, again, they just they don't really like each other, but they want to be friends. <laughs> Breaks his fucking yeah. back window. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Then he tries to shatter the bottle to beat him up with it, but fucking breaks the whole bottle. (laughs) Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was a real fight scene. I feel like they didn't tell him it was a fake glass bottle. And (laughs) and I think Rowdy really laughed. They'll kick the shit out of him. 
Uh, so black, back to uh, Roddy Piper and black people for some reason. Do you recall in history that WWE at one point were in like negotiations with OJ Simpson to appear at WrestleMania 12 after his murder trial? No. Yeah. And after? they wanted they wanted him to wrestle Roddy Piper. Wow, that would have been controversial. But it obviously didn't happen. But during WrestleMania 12, Roddy Piper actually was a they use footage of the Bronco chasing, like as though Roddy Piper was on the highway running from the cops. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on his way to wrestle Goldust in the back lot of WrestleMania, and they do a street fight wrestling match similar to this one. Is it about putting on glasses or anything? <laughs> well, I think it was because uh, at the time Goldust was like, very flamboyant and like homosexual in a way. Like side note, yeah. Uh, I think I was watching Seinfeld, and there's an episode where Elaine's dating a guy named Joel Rifkin, and Joel Rifkin was a murderer in uh, New York, and it was a real murder in real life. And so, like, they wrote an episode where she's dating a guy by the same name. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a scene where she's like, "You should like they're trying to get she's trying to get him to change his name," and he like walks in the apartment after like there's like a big thing where. Fucking Kramer goes to a football game and there's a ticket for him and he's like, oh, let me call the guy. Calls the stadium and he's like, we're looking for a Joel Rifkin over like the fucking PA. <laughs> I and seen that like episode. A fucking, yeah. yeah. And so that episode, I think it's funny because when she's like looking at the sport, uh, fucking sports magazine, whatever the fuck it was, I can't remember. She's like, ooh, ooh, you, sh- you should be Dion. Dion's such a good name. And then she's like, OJ, you should be OJ Rifkin. And it's like, he's supposed to get away from the murderer name. That joke's even better now. <laughs> uh, I think that was before the murder and everything like that. So now it's even better. Cause it's OJ. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We gotta, I got to look at it. It's possible. Um, but yeah, I think... I think it was supposed to be like, oh, let's beat up the gay type storyline for WWE. And like, mm-hmm. who's the most manly man we can get? Because it was supposed to, I think, be Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. And then it ended up being Roddy Piper because Scott Hall, I don't think, wanted to work that angle. And Hell like, yeah, Roddy Piper. Piper was our manly man to go be <laughs> so fucking stupid. Oh. Uh, man. I remember, you remember his, uh, his, TV show or his like little little setup show that he had on WWF. Oh, Piper Spit. Yeah, the Piper yeah, Spit. Those segments are pretty cool. The Viper Pit, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Oh man, Roddy Roddy was a wrestler. He but he was a ace on the mic. Yeah, he was a showman. Yeah. And then he went to uh, WCW. I remember when he did, he wrestled in WCW for quite a little while. For a little bit, I think they. Like everybody else, they probably didn't use him, right? But who fucking knows? I'm I'm not running a company. Nah. <laughs> so uh, after the longest scene where, you know, Frank is figuring out the glasses are, they get a room together, and, uh, <laughs> and homeless people. <laughs> They're very comfortable with themselves. You want to be homeless? Let's be homeless together. But Frank and Nato run back into Gilbert, and he leads them to the meeting of the anti-alien movement. The AM. 
Why did they switch to contacts? I would never have switched to contacts. Yeah. At the meeting. Okay, so at the meeting, they were given contact lenses to replace the sunglasses and learned that the aliens are using global warming to make Earth more like their own planet and are depleting the Earth's resources for their own gain. They also learned that the aliens have been bribing humans to become collaborators and promoting them to positions of power. Lot to unfold. So one, they give them contact lenses. That bugs the shit out of me because that's why I watched the movie was to watch these dudes rock out sunglasses. Yeah, I know. It really kind of bothered me that they just immediately were like, "Yeah, the sunglasses. Yeah, we're done with that now." <laughs> like that was my. You should have. That was such a good running punchline. I want him to try a third time to get somebody to wear his glasses. <laughs> Use some contacts. We're done. Done with the that, fact, that plot it- twist. It's interesting they talk about global warming in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. not, not that it wasn't like a thing, but it's like it wasn't like a huge thing back then. So it's kind of funny that they brought that back up. Believe it yeah. or not, you know. Yeah, whatever. they used that. Yeah, because yeah. it's bigger. It's, I mean, everybody's heard about it now. Back then, yeah. it wasn't as big a big a topic widely as discussed. Like, how many movies nowadays are fucking global warming? This, yeah, it's all global. Oh. <laughs> Like, every Marvel villain is, like, some kind of environmentalist. This was the precursor <laughs> to the day after tomorrow, is what I'm saying. Yeah? Without the aliens? Yeah, without the... No, day after tomorrow? There's no aliens in that one. That's just when the Earth turns well, That's cold. what I'm saying. But, yeah, this is the precursor, but, it's, you know, for the aliens, without the aliens. Take out the aliens, and it's still global warming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, at the meeting, Holly arrives and is apologizing to Piper. And the fact that Piper's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Fuck you. <laughs> you tried to kill me. <laughs> you tried to. I, All I'm I wanted a... you to do was put on my glasses, and you tried to murder me. <laughs> tried to reason with you. I was trying to be suave about it. He gets hit with a wine bottle through a window off a 30-feet-like hill. By the way, he walks away with not a scratch. <laughs> oh, no, he walked up pretty messed up. But he doesn't walk with a fractured skull somehow. Uh, but no, fuck you. I don't, I don't care, lady. Like, you... <laughs> he goes Fuck. through a tempered glass window. You know how hard that is to go through? Uh, so it's so funny. He's like, yeah, I forgive you. Like, no. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, it's dumb. It's funny. But the entire uh, gunfight scene, though, is... Uh, what do you think of this gunfight scene that follows when the police raid the anti-alien party? Survivors, Frank, Piper, and Holly are all scattering and craziness is happening, and you have a dark alleyway gunfight scene, which visually is pretty cool. I think it's convenient that they'd all just gotten ar- armed up right before that happened, too, though. <laughs> Like, what are the odds? If that happened 10 minutes earlier, they'd have been screwed. They'd be like, shit, we didn't get our guns yet. In Hollywood, everything is convenient. Like, the timing of that is perfect, right? Uh, you ever seen Last Action Hero? Yeah. Yeah, that's like the running joke in that fucking movie. Yeah, that everything happens perfect. Yeah, because he keeps, in the real world, he keeps like acting like it should happen like in the movie. Like, no, no, they'll be perfect. Then my shot will be perfectly all and he can't hit his shots and shit <laughs> doesn't work like that <laughs> yeah i look i actually really like that movie i don't know why 
everyone craps on it. It's just stupid funny. <laughs> yeah, it's. A, I own it on DVD actually. Oh man, I got it. It's one of those movie. movies I saw, and I was like, I gotta have it. Yep. Uh, I do think okay. it is quite convenient that they got handed guns thirty <laughs> seconds before they got attacked. I love how everybody in this scene where they're having the alley, alleyway shootout. Uh, nobody hits anybody at all. Like, <laughs> there's hundreds of rounds being shot off, and not a soul is ever hit. No, there was one guy that got shot. It was pretty bloody. Every, but every other bullet, like, like Roddy, he's right in front gun. of you. <laughs> like, if you there's if you nowhere to hide. Gun before, they're hiding got, behind cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah, he's got, these guys have never been. They've never been to the gun range. Okay, maybe that's a good point. I I would assume Piper does. But the sad part is even the police who who have training should know. That they can't shoot through a, a fucking crate. <laughs> but like they should have some aim and they just have the worst aim. And there's some really bad deaths. <laughs> the cops when he gets shot, uh, he just puts his hands back. Uh, and, and good old, uh, John Carpenter fashion though. Like the music never really picks up that much. <laughs> no, he's not a, he didn't use a lot of music in this one. It's always, it's always like very consistent dun, 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 type, you know, the budget wasn't there for the music on this one. It seems like that in every movie. <laughs> he has such an extreme like suppressor muzzle brake thing on his freaking MP5. <laughs> I just, uh, you know how simple that Halloween song is. It's probably yeah. just someone who happened to know a couple of tunes. <laughs> yeah, he just played on the piano, man. Four keys. Well, the end of the gunfight results in a portal that takes them to the aliens' spaceport, where they discover a meeting of aliens and human collaborators celebrating the elimination of the terrorists, a.k.a. the homeless people. They're approached by a former drifter they briefly met in a shanty town, who is now a collaborator who gives them a tour of the facility. This guy apparently was their snitch. Think about it. That's why everybody hates the homeless so much. And that's why I was trying to get rid of them because the homeless know. Like, think about it. That crazy person that you see walking down the street, yeah. they know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> They're not crazy. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite jokes by Titus is, uh, he's like, man, we need to get them junkies a job. Like, you know, you're going to trust some guy who's never like done drugs before to poke a needle in your arm. <laughs> yeah. Get a junkie in there. Pop, pop. <laughs> They're going to find a vein. They'll hit a vein. <laughs> Gee, Willikers, this looks hard. <laughs> I love Christopher Titus. He's such a good stand up. Uh, yeah, his, his stories never get old to me. I love him. <laughs> uh, I gotta listen to him again. Uh, but it's really great because everyone's in these, like, tuxedos at this, like, ball in the alien spaceship or whatever. Except, except Piper and Frank, who clearly have been wearing the same clothes for the last 15 days. It looks like they use the same <laughs> scanner from Ghostbusters, those guards. That is actually, yes, that is a PKE meter from Ghostbusters. I yeah. That. I, I wonder if that's that. a real thing. It's weird what, that it's PK in two meter? movies. Yeah. You can buy an PKE meter. But like meter. that specific one, like is it a branded one that they both have it? 
Or like, is it the same prop department in both movies? Do you need a PKE meter? No, PKE. I'm just saying it has the little movie ears and everything. What are okay. the odds that they would be that intricate? Oh, and I'm... The two movies would have them. It's a very weird thing is all <laughs> I'm saying. That's all I was getting at. I wasn't trying to start a conspiracy. I wasn't talking shit. I was just stating a fact that it was strange. I'm an innocent bystander. I apologize. I don't need one. I will say, this is me. But if you want to send me one. <laughs> I, You know how often like one. they like reuse sets and shit like that? I know. And that's what I was saying. I wonder if it's the same prop department. Do you think... Do you think it's the entire same set and it was just hanging around and like, I hey, was just throw that in there. Because <laughs> it's only in that scene for like four seconds. They just like play with it. Pretty much. Like, they, they would have to know. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Hmm. But uh, what a nice guy. The homeless dude who's like, hey, Frank, Piper, good to see y'all. And takes him a tour of the entire like facility. Mm-hmm. Nicest nice guy. What a nice guy. He's a traitor to the homeless, but what a nice guy. I know. He's going to be a big man now. He don't give a shit about them homeless. <laughs> he cleans up nice, though. Does? I honestly don't even recognize what character he was from Shantytown. They don't really make I don't it, think like, they nice. really show him. I think he's just some random homeless guy that recognizes him. Yeah. And I don't think they really actually show the character. I suppose so. I just, I don't really remember it. I've watched this thing three times by now. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I watched it plenty of times, and I was like, they never, he's not a character until right now. <laughs> like, I think the editing was bad, and they missed the cuts where he was in it and cut him out. <laughs> like, you should have cut the parts when he was walking on the side of highways out. <laughs> Actually cut this character in, what would have made more sense when they met. You're like, oh yeah, that was the dude he met. Because, like, uh, watching those scenes, there's never a scene even where he just meets a random homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's that guy. I think they cut all of his extra scenes out that he was in before. Yeah. They're not, they're not the smartest of aliens. They know how to build a cool spaceship, but they're just not the bright. It's weird that they do, like, a, like a, whatever. He's giving him a tour. It's kind of a... You're like, why would the these two guys just be walking around here if they're trying to break this whole thing apart. Like, I was just like, you know, show them the whole inside workings. Like, oh, if you wanted to shut us down, that plug right there, if you pull that one, that'll shut the whole thing down. Don't yeah. touch it, please. Um, <laughs> if you want to kill our president, he's unguarded from 12 it's to like, 8. Uh, please don't go kill him. Uh, <laughs> again, they haven't showered in God knows how long because, you know. Like the aliens, our biggest weakness is uh, everyone's going to notice them, obviously. (laughs) You know, yeah, I don't understand how they just walk around and nobody says, Hey, what what are you doing with these people? (laughs) Why are you telling them all of our secrets? Carrying guns, (laughs) this is the most Austin Powers thing before. Austin Powers, man, yeah, that's funny. Hope everything goes through the it's unintentionally funny, is the best part. Like, they just. No one. No, he probably good. There's no no punchline at all for any of this scene. <laughs> I showed you all of our secrets, and you guys brought guns. <laughs> That's cheating, man. 
Came to the yeah. Olympics. <laughs> Man, and Roddy Piper's got a Desert Eagle. Such a cool gun. It's pretty cool. That's yeah, they have, at least these guns don't look man. like fake as shit. Real men carry deagles. Kazoo. He's <laughs> <what> saying. <laughs> <just> like, bye <laughs> bye, dum dum. If only they'd known how to use the watch, they could have been still teleporting. <laughs> Exactly, what a waste. <laughs> I don't think you know how to use grenades. You don't chunk them right next to yourself. It doesn't look like you threw that grenade very far either. Oh, and it, it like just... threw it about two feet over. Yeah, and it leads to complete silliness. Like, after this, like, it's like, all right, now we've, like, exposed ourselves. Now we got to shoot our way out of this, like, cable-like place. It's just complete chaos, just bloodshed. Just It's like a video game from here. Fuck it, kill them all. <laughs> kill the zombies, kill the zombies, looking for zombies. Uh, to improve the ending of this uh, this last fight scene, they really should have given him another like one-liner. Yeah. I bet you they were thinking of one. They just couldn't. They're like, oh, we ain't got nothing. <laughs> We've already talked about bubble gum. What is he going to do, like lick a lollipop? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for some coffee, and somebody drank all the coffee. Because <laughs> he's in an office. <laughs> I like my coffee black. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, Rod. <laughs> I'll take a cup with some lead. <laughs> I like my coffee like I like my men. What, Roddy? <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to think of something cool to say. Uh, well, you know that the bubblegum quote was he actually had that written down in like a little notepad for like one-liners and wrestling promos. Oh, really? And it hit, so this, it was technically ad-libbed. I just want to know what the other ones were. <laughs> I know. You, oh, no, there it is again. You get to, you do get to see it twice. Oh, the PKAE meter? Yeah, yeah I think the, the I think hunt I for ghosts. <laughs> So the ghosts are the aliens, because I'm really confused. Well, I also love how many like rounds are like fired, and there's hardly any that hit the wall. <laughs> like how many rounds they have in their clips? Because like they only got one. They didn't bring yeah, extra much. ammo. And they fucking spent every like round in the office. Yeah, they're just full auto, like the whole time. Like eighteen, they're shooting like a whole clip at one dude. Staring at people like a bunch of psychos. It's funny though because they're killing these soldiers, these well-trained soldiers, and literally until this moment, they were literally just homeless people that have been traveling the country looking for a job. <laughs> I know. Turn into a super soldier when your life's on the line. Ah. The best part but, is they like they're all like what is it? They're in unison. They're all trained too. Like you got my back. I got yours. They turn it. Got my six. <laughs> Cover me. <laughs> Like, how do y'all become trained military guys? <laughs> y'all homeless. Not at one point did y'all discuss military training. <laughs> but yet somehow you're experts in combat. Okay. Uh, so, okay. But it's fun, too, because Piper and Frank run into Holly. What the hell are you doing here, Holly? <laughs> and now they're like, screw it, grab her, and let's go. I don't know. She's going to slow you down. Yeah, and it doesn't take uh, a genius to know that she is a traitor. Because before you realize it, she puts a gun to Frank's head 
and blows his brains out. Not in front of Roddy, because Roddy gets on top of the roof to takes out takes out the uh, transmitter. It's crazy. They killed my man. It's wrong. It's completely wrong, Eric. I can't believe they <laughs> killed my man. Yeah, poor Frank gets killed. Nobody really lives center. in this movie. No, they what? live. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> well, good old Arati destroys the transmitter, but is fatally wounded by the aliens in the helicopter. Uh, and then uh, before he dies, he gives the middle finger to uh, basically the aliens or the camera, one of the two. It's impressive how much damage you can do with the handgun in the movies. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Roddy Piper actually was very uh, disappointed in his, you know, the performance in this final scene. Why was he he disappointed in his performance? He was. Because he thought he should have given it more of a, like, a fuck you type finger instead of the wimpy fuck you, you know. Oh, like the dying? <laughs> I should have been a strong, like, Wah! Uh Dude, that is such a tiny little pistol, and he just blows up that whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just it's a homeless drifter that just saves the world. How many, how many times have homeless people and drifters saved our lives? How many times do we owe our lives in humanity? Yeah, how many? Well, there's Hobo with a shotgun, which I've never seen. There's um, a big trouble, little China. He's just a trucker, just an everyday guy. <laughs> but he had a job, so you can't. Well, I guess he had a job. Too. But he's a drifter for the most part. Like he just rolls in town. Yeah, that's his um, buddy. Is this one random guy? Uh, <laughs> uh, and now everybody knows who the aliens are. It's all kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, which the wrap up ending where the chick is riding the alien and uh, she looks down. No idea. That's a great way to end that movie, I suppose. You get to see some boobs. <laughs> so the aliens survived. See, they do live. <laughs> well. So what does an alien human baby look like? Had there not been any at this point in the movie? this point in time in the oh, movie. So wow. the aliens couldn't have been on Earth that long. Maybe they just don't reproduce with humans. Like they're just sterile to humans? Dude, that'd be perfect. <laughs> uh, well, Eric. What do you rate the movie, sir? As a, a first-time oh. viewer, As what the, were you expecting? Is, yeah. What'd you go into the movie with? Are you excited? Heart racing. All right. So I, I literally thought I was going to compare this to Big Trouble Little China. And in a way, I do. Okay. I don't but, really see that, but okay. Well, because it's John Carpenter. Same director, but not... Okay, is he the writer or the director? Or both? He did both. This is his movies. This so is this is shit. the way that he does it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I It's such a different style, and it's hard to say it's even the same guy. Like it doesn't feel like the same same person. Uh, yeah, and he's the same guy who did Halloween. Yeah. Uh, he did. He didn't. Uh, not. 
Maybe he, he did. Got better. I think he did the Bon Jovi vampire movie. John Carpenter's Vampires, or is that, or is that, uh, let's find out real quick. Brom Stoker's. <laughs> I've seen both of them. The Bon Jovi Dead. fucking ridiculous. No, the, he did, he did James, he did the James Wood Vampire Hunter movie, which is actually kind of a cool movie. Uh, who, uh, who did Evil Dead? Sam Raimi did Evil Dead. And I okay. would almost say that Sam Raimi would be a B movie director too, because if you named his movies off, it's Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead, Ar- Army of Darkness, and the Darkman movie. And if you name those movies right off the bat, it's like, yeah, they're good, but they're mostly cult followings. Until he hits Spider-Man. I don't know yeah. how he convinced the people to do Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. They're such bad, good movies. All those yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not like, oh, man, they're the greatest thing ever, but they are in a way. It's kind of, sh- I get why they're cult movies. Yes. Like some yeah. of, some cult classics I, I, I understand. Yes. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's bad, but it's entertaining in a bad way. Like this movie. This Like this movie, yes. This movie I totally get in a cult way. It's like, it's bad because it drags the time. The cameras are, yeah. the camera shots are weird at times. Okay, Pretty story's kind of strange. <laughs> the ending's weird, but it's fucking entertaining. Yes, but it's like, once he gets to the glasses. Yeah. It's like that's cool. That that concept was cool. Uh, the action was really good for a B movie, you know, that, yeah. kind of. Uh, but there's so many long stretches that you just have to get through to get to the actual plot elements. <laughs> so and that's, the, and that's the B movie aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, where it's kind of you got to get through the bad. Yes. So I. This is going to be, it's a mid to low. It's it's a 4 out of 10 for me. 4 out of 10? It's a 4 out of 10 because I, I rate my movies on rewatchability. Like, I, if I come back to this movie, it's definitely just going to be the scenes that I want to watch. I don't want to watch this whole thing again. This is I, a solid seven pairs of glasses. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I want to see him get put on these fucking glasses. I want to see him get smacked over. upside the head again and drop 30 feet. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> That's such a. But you're telling me you wouldn't like. So was this a movie you would tell the people who are worth watching, or it's just kind of like, ah, eh, it's worth, eh, it's funny, it has its moments. It has its moments. Yeah, I I understand the cult following to it. It's just I wouldn't be one of those cult followers. Mm. Because like the aliens to me never like ever played a threat. <laughs> you know? No, they're, they're just there to control the world. And well, it just happens to be that. Piper, who's, by the way, again, homeless, he just happens to take the word of other homeless people that they're bad people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they what really if... didn't do anything other than mow down Shantytown. Yeah, he just kind of stumbled upon all of the uh, the shit. Yeah. But that's how it is. It's just a drift, like Rambo. Yeah. Just roll into town, shit just happens to you, man. Yeah, it's a four. It's four out of ten for me. Man, that's sad. It's all right. I think you can live without it. I think it has a lot of like similarities and to the conspiracy theory in present day. Yeah, it has some good ideas that could have been expanded upon better and done yeah. better. Um, Eric, sequel, prequel, reboot for you. Uh, you can't really do a sequel because you're kind of missing like he died in the movie and in real life. Yeah. But it definitely needs a reboot. 
Okay. I think you could do this again. Um, you'd have to get somebody more present. Uh, if you got another wrestler, uh, <laughs> you immediately went to wrestler. I I want to see. Was we'll he Edge? No, I don't want to <laughs> see Edge. I want to see the Undertaker. No, I want to see. I want to see Stone Cold. Think about Stone, this movie bald. Stone Cold. I don't care. You don't need the hair. I come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and stone cold <laughs> all out of bubblegum. <laughs> no, it'd be something about drinking beers. I think he's made that joke before, hasn't he? Was that, I think he promoted that. Probably so. Come he, here using it again. to drink beer and kick some ass. More out of beer. <laughs> Yeah, see, I practiced, already got I the line. I practiced that way too much. Yeah, you have. <laughs> what I really like to do is do is like do these stunt cold impression, but you sing it to songs. <laughs> like in a little bit of a. <laughs> Take me on. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he has an amazing singing voice. I bet it's horrible. No, he actually, I've read his book. He says it's like horrible. <laughs> Has he done a country album? Like, I think, like his brother, like he was like, he used to sing with his headphones to like kiss and stuff like that. And I can just imagine, shock me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his brother like ripped his headphones off and he's like, you sound like shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Am I love God? Love God! <laughs> You're so uh, fucking tone deaf. Pick a note. <laughs> Any note. <laughs> and he's got such a distinct voice, but I could like I could listen to him like read an audiobook too, I guess. <laughs> him and <Yeah>. Kenny David. <laughs> What's that? Fucking another 80s song. <laughs> <laughs> What's another Kiss song? Uh, Shut through the heart. <laughs> You're too late. Da 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 da. Stone Cold's head zone. But yeah, you could do it with him <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you could do it with him and uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how great that movie would be. I like I like Jamie Foxx and everything. I exactly. Think, think about how shit. gold that movie would be. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jamie Foxx. Put on the glasses. <laughs> you heard me. Put them on. <laughs> uh, Stone Cold and Jamie Foxx. Dad watched that. You, what about you? Oh, I, 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 I like Stone Cold in just about every movie. I know. <laughs> the Canut, what is it? The, the Condemned The Condemned The Condemned's good I love even, that movie I saw this stupid like Movie with Stagall Stagall mm-hmm. And like Stagall Stagall whatever You know <laughs> Fucking Steven Stagall Steven Stagall again It's just, I don't know why They still make movies With this dude He's like so out of weight But they like Go out of their way <laughs> He's to make out of weight look. Or overweight Overweight Whatever He's just <laughs> He's not in shape At all anymore But they like He forces production companies To go out of their way To like Make him look like he's in shape. They only film him from like chest height. Yeah, he's smart. 
It's stupid. Like, it's obvious. So I don't understand if you're going to make a team-up action movie, why did you pick Steve Austin and Steven Seagal? Just, like, call up Chuck Norris. He's probably cheap. <laughs> I want to see a movie of Steven Seagal where it's only his face in every shot. In every shot where it's, like, behind or a body shot, it's of a weird angle. It doesn't show his head. And it's a super fit dude. <laughs> you can- it clearly isn't him. Like different skin <laughs> color and everything. Uh, Eric, I could do a sequel, and I want to tell you why. Okay, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. Okay, we know Roddy's dead. No, no. Well, it probably if I could make it really stupid, but seem like I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, this movie was number one. So remember, at one point, okay. this was a number one in the box office Ooh. movie. I think so you do one. Don't sleep on this. If you like, again, if you take the ideas that were probably thrown out and kind of continue the ideas that what happened in this movie that weren't really executed, like the whole climate change bullshit or whatever the fuck, you kind of put those ideas, right? Yeah, the ones that but, were really touch- that were touched on but never really used. Okay, so the war happened after Roddy died. Okay, so as Mars attacks. It, no, it's over. The war had happened. The aliens okay. won. Okay, it's after the war. The rich species of aliens survived. So it's almost back to everything else, except humans are more under control and were treated more like house pets. So what happened to the janitor aliens? Child labor laws are legal now. So yeah, they're probably like clean. The kids are janitors. Okay, so. <laughs> so now Ronda Rousey. Who is Roddy's da- oh daughter <laughs> <laughs> must take up her father's mantle and re up the revolution. That one's called They Live, the first one with Roddy Piper. This one's called They Thrive. For a trilogy, they're radioactive. <laughs> and it's called They Die. And they Die. <laughs> that, they live, they ride, and they die. That is my sequel. And I already know it's not going to be good because Ronda Rousey can't act for shit. Uh, she acted like a good MMA fighter for a long time. Until the sport caught up with her? Yeah, until like competition showed up. Uh, I don't think she was ever bad. She just... Nah, she was very... She was just one-dimensional. Yeah. She did what she did. She did sure. She did taekwondo. Yeah. And she had a and ground then... game, but she did not have your stand-up game. And it got exposed. And now she's in wrestling. You know why she's in wrestling? Because you can pay to win. Hot Rod Roddy Piper Caught, talked her into it. Really? Before you died. Yeah. That's why she goes out dressed up like Roddy. Huh. Yeah. I know, I know he uh, he graced her with the name or whatever, like allowed her to use it. was like, no, I want you to be. The- Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. So I knew that. I didn't know that he talked her into it or anything. I didn't understand why, what the he relationship made, was. <laughs> probably made that up. I don't know. I may have gotten your story mixed up. Lying piece of shit. <laughs> well, okay. Fact so... check on this fucking show. <laughs> we just make up lies and move on. Uh, I guess I'll wrap it up with They Live. Um, final thoughts? Final thoughts was it was a great movie. It still is a great movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Cult classic. Definitely has that cult classic feel. Cult classic flavor. <laughs> but doesn't leave you full like a regular cult classic. <laughs> It's like a cult classic light. (laughs) I honestly could not have said that any better myself. (laughs) 
But it was number one in the movie. Does it make? I don't know. That's what's because most cult New classics are like. Yeah. They're not oh, like, number one at any. They were terrible in the theater. Fell out. <laughs> Monkey Bone fell out. Wasn't nothing. Now it has like a following for some reason. Monkey Bone is a historic success. Yeah. Shame on you for saying that. It didn't do anything <laughs> in the theater though. Yeah, probably not. It's horrible. <laughs> but there's tons of movies like that that were terrible in the theater. This is a few. This is one of the few that actually was successful in the theater to an extent. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty funny because, again, uh, no offense to John Carpenter, there's nothing wrong with being a B-movie director, but Carpenter is just a B-movie director that struck gold a few times. <laughs> but, That's uh, whatever works. Yeah, that'll do it for uh, They Live. Eric, what are we doing next week? Next week on the Eric and Evan podcast, what are we doing? We're watching 1990 Bronx Warriors. Bronx Warriors. It is an Italian film, and Italian. it is most definitely a B movie. <laughs> it better be better than this. Yeah, it's actually the movie that uh, got me interested in doing a podcast. I will tell you that story on next week's episode of Eric and Evan Go to the Movies. Dun, dun, dun. Starring I'm Evan. And I'm... Is your, never, is your name really I'm Evan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> For the end of this episode. Well, my name's Eric. And we will Forever see you... <laughs> at the movie. <laughs> see y'all next week.